0: hey 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 welcome in everybody to another episode of the true crime podcast with your host maddie matt along with our narrator todd fox and our second our third host of the show
1: <laughs> big renee
0: big renee we check it in this is the grinding true crime podcast once again uh if you guys want to follow us you can find us on uh, spotify iHeartRadio. just look us up under the grinding true crimes and you can find us uh, last week's episode was really good. I'm not gonna lie, Todd. Last week was really good. Uh, if you want to hear last week's episode once again, just follow us on our um, our uh, radio page. You can listen into it. It talked about Todd talked about uh, what is it, Ed Gin? Yeah. And based on his story, came out a couple of movies that yes. I did not know. Yeah. And uh, the way Todd broke it down, that man was sick it was very sick <laughs> really <visual>. really sick <laughs> very sick <laughs> you guys gotta listen to it it was really good really good but uh that was last week so let's get into this week so what you got for us this week todd tell us what it is. first of all is this a two story or is it a one story
2: this is a one story ooh usually the one stories are a good one yeah i have enough information to get through with it with a one story on this one
0: well let's hear it man break it down for us let's yep. give Todd our undivided attention break it down
2: and chime in where you guys want to, man. If you have any questions, let me know. I can break things down for you. I'm
0: ask some All questions,
2: right. Black man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that being said, uh, this, <laughs> this case is called New Neighbors. So, Already, yeah. Deep deep in the heart of Northern California is a small town where people try to get away from everyday life, and older ones tend to retire there. The city is called Rancho Tejama. It is only. <laughs> It's only eleven square miles long, and has a population of fifteen hundred residents. So that's it. That's it. That's a small town.
0: Ooh, I need to find that spot.
2: Yeah, it's a. <laughs> I guarantee
0: you, none of them got coronavirus.
2: Oh, I bet, I bet, because it's a it's a <laughs> hidden town. You got dirt roads. You got the old like, uh, what is it called? Back to the Future like downtown type square. So very vintage.
1: Okay. Gotta go see. Gotta go find that place.
2: Yeah, it's pretty. And- Pretty much, if you're taking the freeway going north to Oregon, you're gonna miss it. So you have to get off the beaten track. You have to know exactly where this place is at. Okay. So uh, that's where Denny Elliott and his mother moved in the early 2000s. Um, they moved to the community. Um, he lived there with his old, uh, in an older style house with his mother, his girlfriend Leah, who was helping him raise his 10-year-old son Gage. Gage okay. Gage's mom died in a car accident a couple years prior. Okay, that sucks. Yeah, you exactly. Uh, the next door neighbor Johnny Famatha is a Filipino retired thirty nine year old Gulf War veteran. Okay, he moved with his wife Linda and their two small sons who are the same age as Gage into the into the neighborhood looking for a quiet, out of the way place because you know how like when soldiers come back from Iraq they have the whole dreams and flipping yeah. out. So. Yeah, loud noises is not what they want to hear. Yeah. But, uh, i don't even want to hear that all the time <laughs> <laughs> so this is a kind of this is to give you a kind of like overview the houses are are you know within 15 yards of each other so everyone has a decent front yard decent backyard it's country-like very hilly well in the community they're on on a uh, big big street it's basically like a dirt road um speed limit of 30. just everyone's everyone knows their neighbor everyone knows everything basically
1: pretty quiet neighborhood
2: Basically, yeah. So, uh, um, him and his family uh, are looking forward to that quiet, quiet town. They're there for about a couple of years. You fast forward, uh, you know, the, the families are, you know, all enjoying each other's company. Denny would uh, would have uh, set up little uh, get-togethers or hangouts for the, the families. Johnny would throw big barbecues on Sundays. And basically, just everyone got along. Okay. Yeah life seemed to be tranquil and normal for all those in the community okay so fast forward to the fall of 2016.
1: oh this is recent oh man
2: this is recent this is yeah this one let me let me just give you an idea of of the overview of this case uh there's still legal crap going on to this day okay so the families got along with each other backyards were barbecues people had a good time they watch each other's properties you know for coyotes because some people had uh, farm animals chickens things like that and most people had guns for hunting it was that kind of town so everything was you know peaceful and quiet everyone watched each other sort of a neighborhood watch so one day as johnny's talking out uh to denny his next door neighbor there uh you know because both their backyards overlook each other they they looked into the driveway of the house across the street that had been vacant for about six months a new couple had pulled into the uh, driveway okay so they went over, uh, Denny told Johnny, he's like, you know what? The neighborly thing to do in this town would be go to go over there and introduce ourselves. You know, That's maybe, right. they have, yeah, maybe they have kids, this and that let's, let's go over and introduce ourselves. So they told you know, his girlfriend and his wife that, that, you know, let's go over the next morning. So the next morning they go over there as they see Kevin and his Barbara, it's Kevin Neal who moves into the house across the street with his wife, Barbara, Barbara Nielsen. She didn't keep his name for whatever okay um they they go up they go up to them and just walk by and say howdy neighbor you know the whole neighborly thing because keep in mind johnny's a filipino dude um uh, denny's a white guy and his family and then across the street kevin's more of like a um he's like a a, a white ginger type looking dude he's got like Uh but he looks like first impressions of the families was they thought he was like a professor or something but when he opened his garage, he had all these motorcycles, like dirt bikes. And so- Yeah, uh, that's my type of guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was very adventurous. Yeah, exactly. So they go and they give him the, the, the standard introductions and have a few minutes of conversation. Both Johnny and Denny are, are can, you know, saying, oh man, those are nice bikes, you know? And what do you do for a living? He goes, oh, my wife works at a, uh, a restaurant. Uh, she's a manager, and then I work on motorcycles for, for a living. He goes, people bring me motorcycles, I repair them, whatever, like that. Okay. He stays a little agitated, and somewhere in, in between the conversation of everyone standing in his driveway, he bends down, ignores everyone up there, kind of does what my dad does when he gets bored of a conversation, just does his own thing. <laughs> he, he goes down and starts working on the motorcycle right in front of him. So he like just totally blows them off while his wife is left in an uncomfortable situation talking to the new neighbors and trying to like establish a rapport. So, so as they're talking, they're asked, you know, one of the wives asked Barbara, she says, how, how is it that you guys came to this neighborhood? Like, what's your, what do you guys want to do out here? Because everyone like, you know, there's people that do beekeeping, there's people that do this or do that. And, and she's like, well, you know, we came out here mostly, you know, for my job at the restaurant and then for Kevin to just get peace and quiet. And then he, like, looks up at all of them and says, yeah, I want peace and quiet. Like, like really <sighs> agitated. Oh. there. Okay. <laughs> he literally said, we came out here to be left alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: that probably would have struck my attention.
2: Right, so they're like, okay, <laughs> yeah. So an uneasy goes over, uh, uneasy feeling goes over the group right there. Um, Johnny's wife goes, well, hey, you know what? Today's Friday. On Sunday, we're throwing a barbecue. You guys are more than welcome to come over. You know, just bring a dish and we'll set it up. Everything, you know, we have ribs. We got this, blah blah. blah. And they were like, and then he looks. Kevin looks at his wife, and his wife looks at him, and then the wife just like looks at them, and it's like eerie or awkward. And then she goes. Mm-hmm we'll be there. Okay. But then Kevin never says anything. Like he was, he was ready for her to say no. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's not having it. Yeah. I think he wanted to say no. <laughs> yes, he did. He did. So as they walk away, things get a little more awkward. Um, as they get to the other side of the street and they're sort of, you know how like when you first meet someone, you kind of walk away and you kind of give your first impressions to your friends. Yeah, they're, yeah. Kind of, they're kind of doing that. And then as they do that, Kevin revs up the dirt bike super loud to where it does one of those backfires. It sounds like a shotgun bullet. Mm. And everyone turns around and looks at him. He's all, oh, my bad. That tends to happen sometimes. So Denny is a guy who's very mechanical. He, he just shouts over the, the motorcycle saying, well, if you adjust the so-and-so piece on the motorcycle, you can quiet the noise. Kevin responds with, I love the noise. The louder, the better.
1: No.
0: Yeah, that that, that 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 tells me something right then and there.
2: <laughs> Damn, man. So what are your thoughts so far getting into this right now? My,
0: my thoughts so far is this guy's a killer. He, <laughs> uh, uh, all time, I mean, he's showing the signs of a killer. And he is planning his next victim if they don't leave him alone. <laughs> <That's laughs> he's just
1: waiting so to snap.
0: He's just okay. waiting for it. All he right, might have right. killed a wife because she didn't say no.
2: I like where you guys are going with this so (laughs) so the next day Kevin and Barbara came over to spend some time with their neighbors and the rest of them Kevin walks through Johnny's backyard remember I told you both backyards sort of face each other the houses are kind of like on an angle right so immediately when Johnny comes in everyone notices Kenny's face kind of drops he looks over into Denny's yard and Denny has a bunch of either carpet uh, copper piping What do you call it? Uh, Steel and like leftover parts you would take from a home you're demolishing, sort like scrap. Basically, just his whole backyard is filled with scrap. Okay. So so automatically, Kenny goes over and says, "Man, what's what's up with all that?" And Johnny's barbecuing in front of him. He says, "Oh, that's just Danny. You know, that's how he makes his living. That's how he, you know, he he doesn't have a real job. He just goes around hauling scrap and recycling. He makes a good uh, living out of it with his truck." So. Kevin right away says that can't be doing anything good for the the neighborhood. Um, what do you call it? What's that called again? The the home, um, the value of the homes. Okay. So it's got to be tearing down the value of the homes. So as Johnny tries more small talk with him, Kevin. What t- does he care? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. He knows What do well, you care about value? Right away, Johnny thought as they're talking small talk that this dude's just coming in here trying to be neighborhood watch, like right off the bat. Yeah. You know, like king of the neighborhood. And he's trying to explain to him that, hey, man, you know, like he he does his thing. He supports his family. He's a good guy. You know, just give him a chance. You know, don't judge the book by its cover. Okay. So Barbara's trying to actually talk with some of the family there. But then as Denny starts to walk over, because he's like he throws a big piece of, of lumber and it hits one of the metal pieces, makes a loud noise. Kevin turns around. And he goes, he goes, ah, oh, you know, he's irritated. And so Denny's like, I'll be right over, and Johnny's like, Yeah, your burger's getting cold. So then, Kev- so Denny walks over the white guy to Johnny, who's flipping the burgers. And then Kevin abruptly goes, Hey, you know what? It's getting late. My wife worked a long shift. We're out of here. You know, we just came by to give give a leave a dish, and they took off. So mm. yeah, So basically, you had about thirty people there from the neighborhood, and it was all for them. And they're there all of fifteen minutes. Wow. Yeah.
1: Dang, that's. Yeah, he,
0: something tells me he's setting up his next plot.
2: Yeah. So th- this is this is uh, eerie to a lot of the people at the party because they're like, they're, they're just giving up bad vibes, like right away. You know what I mean? So as they left across the street, um, he told his wife, quote, how does a scrap monkey like that afford a nice car? And basically, Kevin had this old beat-up Ford truck that he would haul scrap sort of like a Stanford and Sons type truck. Mm-hmm. But, but he had a beautiful red, cherry red Camaro with brand new rims. So, he all, already he's jealous, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, he's like, I don't get how you can make money and support your family and drive a car like that. So that's irritating Kevin. As the days go by, Kevin and Barbara continue to settle in but the neighbors will not refuse, will refuse to turn off the nice button. As they walk their dogs by, as they drive by in the street you get the friendly honking wave you get the dog you know the guy with the dog saying oh nice lawn and hey look at those motorcycles those are pretty cool kevin is getting irritated and he <laughs> can't stand it he wanted to just be left a freak alone so one so day very
0: anti-social.
2: very much so 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 man <laughs> yep so so one day everyone's coming through and he could have took it out on anybody really Instead, Denny walks by with his dog and says, hey, man, he goes, nice looking bike. And he goes, how many times do I have to tell you freaking neighbors to leave me the hell alone? I moved here for quiet and you guys can't, I can't he goes, I can't even come out of the front door without someone trying to say hi, someone interrupting my, my way of life. He goes, I don't do that to you. Why are you doing that to me? So, hmm. so Denny sat, sat there he's and he's like... And
0: How- not to cut you off, man, but that would have raised my alarm. I would have <laughs> said, you know what? No problem.
2: I'll never speak to you.
1: Say, <laughs> like, okay, I'll stop now. I'll stop yeah, saying hi now.
2: Now, at this point, you guys are both correct because they... Granted, they live right across the street, but as you know, my neighbor across the street, I don't exactly talk to him every day. You know, you'll give a wave or something like that, but I'm not gonna go over there and bother him about his car. And so it's like... I know they're being neighborly and whatnot, but if the person's giving off an attitude like that, just leave them the hell alone, you know? So I see Kevin's point that way, you know? So Denny actually takes your advice, both of you guys' advice, and he leaves them alone. A Couple weeks go by, and the kids are gonna be dropped off at the beginning of the major street, which leads to their street, which they walk up the street to Baker, and all the kids go to their houses. They're all about 10 years old, both families, kids. They're walking up the street, Denny's driving his motorcycle at about 70 miles per hour and a 30 mile per hour limit. Here's here's where the crap hits the fan, dude. So as he's driving his bike super fast, the kids are in the middle of the road because hardly any traffic. As he's coming up, he doesn't honk because those motorcycles do have a horn. And they barely hear him coming around the corner. They jump into a ditch and kind of scrape themselves up. The parents kind of heard the kids yell and went down the street to make sure they were OK. They pointed towards Kevin as he went into his driveway. The families got up and both fathers looked at each other and were like, dude, hell no, let's go over there and let's confront Kevin. Because that's because Kevin just pulled into the, his his driveway like nothing. Nothing happened. So they walk up to him and they're like, what the hell, man? Like, did you not mm-hmm. see our kids? You're driving way too fast. There's a 30 mile per hour speed limit. Then Denny he go, Denny goes, yeah, man, you need to be careful. Right away, Kevin snaps and says, you know what, get the F off my property. Don't you ever talk to me like that again. Who the hell are you? Blah, blah, blah. Just cusses him out. and says, stay off my property. You leave me alone. You mind your business. And then he's yelling at the top of his lungs to where people uh, uh, a quarter of a mile down the road could hear him yelling through the echoes just across the street at the neighbors. Like, I moved here for quiet. You guys can't mind your business. Why don't you just F off? uh, Yelling at the top of his lungs, Went off. Oh, yeah. His, his, uh, the escalation now started. Okay. So with that being said, two nights later, Kevin and Barbara are watching TV in their front house. Again, Denny lives right across the street. A smell starts to come in through their open window. Kevin and his wife go, oh, my God, what is that smell? And Kevin's like, dude, and it's starting to get nauseous. She gets nauseous. She actually goes and starts to throw up in the bathroom. He's like, dude, it's got to be coming from Kevin's house. I'm going to go over there and find out what the hell's going on. So he goes over there with a flashlight and is looking in his backyard to see a bunch of chemicals. So right away, Kevin goes, that mother effer is cooking meth. He goes, I'm going to call the cops. No, you, I don't want meth. I left the city to get away from this crap. So he goes across the street, tells Barbara that they're cooking meth. Barbara's still throwing up. He calls the sheriffs and the sheriffs, this is a small town, say, if it's not a 911 emergency, we're not going to send you to police out. No sheriffs. So (laughs) right away, Kevin is pissed off. Now, he repeatedly calls over and over, calling 911 the next few days, saying, look, I'm telling you, he's cooking meth. It's gonna cause an explosion. I can't believe the neighbors are looking the other way like right all right away he's thinking, okay, you know what? this dude's been in the, the neighborhood for a long time. They're gonna support him no matter what I've got to, uh I, I've got to fight this fight on my own so he doesn't so go
0: to call the cops the one uh that's been acting all
2: weird and stuff, right yeah, he's been calling the cops okay so what changes things is he he gets the idea of okay the, the sheriffs won't come out here. I'm gonna put up two cameras i'm gonna put up a camera in my front yard looking exactly at his his front yard and house then i'm gonna put one on my side gate which looks right into his backyard Mm. then i'm gonna grab my cell phone and walk up to his fence and film any other spot that i can't get on my camera
0: man this guy is nuts
2: (laughs) so there's a video online of them two looking at each other staring each other down from his phone and Denny yelling obscenities at him, Kevin telling him to go fly a kite, and saying that I'm going to catch you at some point. <laughs> this is, you know. <laughs>
0: really the to say fly a kite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> <it's a>
2: <laughs> <point>. <laughs> so um, they can't believe that this is going on. finally, the sheriff's just two weeks later come out with a search warrant. And Denny's surprised and pissed off because he knows who, who it is. They searched his entire house. He told them to search the garage. He told them to search the backyard. He showed them the chemicals. Basically, what he was doing was Danny was taking chemicals and recycling the plastic big containers they were in. He was just dumping the chemicals or burning the chemicals. But he wasn't aware of the smoke going down into Kevin's house. So he admitted to the cops. He's like, hey, my bad. I didn't know that was happening. I didn't know it was going downwind, blah, blah. I thought it was blowing out the other way. The cops said okay you did nothing wrong they searched and they they checked up on his kid and everything else like that all good
0: he's clean Dolphin.
2: he's clean so (laughs) as they're leaving kevin starts shouting at the top of his lungs f you mother effer! you got away with it i can't believe you pigs let him get away with this he's been cooking meth there's strange people out there he's just like shouting right so the sheriff runs over there and says hey man keep it down dude like this is a quiet neighborhood, and you're screwing things up. He's, like, oh, really? you He's the one that's messing things up since I got here. And then Denny's like, that guy's been on me since I've been here. What are you talking about? Everything was good till he came. So it was back and forth, and the cops were like, look, you file one more false accusation, and we're going to arrest you, Kevin. He said, like, oh, okay, so a guy cooks meth, but if you guys can't find evidence, I'm the one that's in fault. So it wasn't going nowhere. No matter what the cops said, hey. yeah, it was going nowhere. So the cameras and the things started escalating even more. So he's posting stuff online. Um, people are, you know, messaging from other cities and states like, hey, what's going on over there? You know, a lot of people are talking in town about what's going on. It's a small town, you know, everyone knows everybody. Yeah, yeah. So one night they're, uh, they're staring at each other from his house. And he says, he says, uh, if you've got a problem, come over here. Let's deal with it. And Denny's like, man, just F off, man. Like, I'm tired of it. So they flipped each other off as they drove by, as Denny drove by to take his kid to school. Mm -hmm. And that night at 2 a.m., gunshots gunshots go off. Now, imagine, it's 2 o'clock in the morning in a rural area. Okay. And it's not just 9 millimeter casings that are going off. These are are huge ass rounds. Like a shotgun, double bear shotgun. Try an AR-15. Oh, oh shit. man, this guy got not <laughs> So, <laughs> so they go. So Johnny gets his shotgun, the ex military guy, and Denny grabs his shotgun, and they go outside. They see each other outside. They're all, where are the where are the bullets coming from, or the sound of the bullets come from. They, they they're all like, I think it's coming from Kevin's house. So they go over there in the back of the house, and they see him just doing target practice. And right away, Johnny's like, dude, AR-15 bullets aren't cheap. And he's blown through since they were outside at least 100 rounds. And he's just like lighting up his backyard. Hey. So they come out there. They don't have their guns pointed at him, but they're, they have their guns in their hand. And as they're sneaking into his yard, his wife comes out and says, Babe, look. And he turns around and points the AR 15 at him. And they're all, Hey, 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 man, we're just trying to find out, you know, why are you shooting at 2 a.m. in the morning? He goes, None of your business. Get the F off my yard. He goes, And then so right away, Johnny thought this was a setup. Like, if we had our guns pointed, I'm pretty sure he would have shot at us.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I'm surprised he didn't shoot them
2: right there. Right? That's what I was thinking. So both of them take off, and they, they're, they're feeling okay. I think it's over with. You know, Kevin goes in. The next night, gunshots. The next night, gunshots. It goes on, and people are like, dude, we need to sleep. You can hear these gunshots from, like, a mile away. And people call so much, even though it's not a knife. Uh, what is a life-threatening deal? The cops come down there to investigate and tell him stop shooting after 11 o'clock at night, which he doesn't, and he continues to persist. So oh, this- oh hey, hey, defiant, this guy. Yeah. So he shoots off one night 300 rounds of ammunition. God, yep. first
0: of all. What? He, got, he must got money for him to be just wasting all these ammo.
2: Yeah, yeah. He's literally, like, his backyard's t- turning into a bullet range, just discarded bullets all over with, casings okay. everywhere. So one day, Gage, his son, goes to school and says, hey, you know what, I'm, I, you know, the teachers are noticing his grades are slipping, a couple of the kids in the neighborhood, and they're saying because they can't sleep at night, they're hearing a lot of gunshots. So the teachers kind of spread that around the town, and everyone kind of knows now they have a local crazy man in their midst. And they're like, you know, people are treating him different when he goes to the store, goes to the gas station, stuff like that. And even to the point where a lot of neighbors that would go over to Johnny's house, aren't going over to Johnny's house. A lot of people that are, have their kids outside. Denny, did, Denny had Gage stay inside for a month. Didn't let yeah, him play yeah. outside.
0: All because of Kevin.
2: All because of Kevin.
0: All right. Stupid so, Kevin. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, uh, Another night, they come out, they call the cops again. The cop comes out there and he tells them basically, uh, or no, the mom, Diane, if you remember from the beginning of the story, she, lived, she lives with Danny and his wife or his girlfriend. And okay. they're going for a walk behind their house and they cross the, there's a little riverbed. They go for a walk, but it kind of like comes real close to Kevin's um, side of his property. And as they're walking over there, she's walking with Danny's girlfriend. All of a sudden, a shot whistles by their head and hits the tree. And then a shot lands right before Ooh. their feet. Hey. Said, we'll the level. Kevin comes out and he'll says, yeah, Kevin comes out and says, get the F off my land. He's. They're like, we're not on your land. What the hell? We're just going for a walk. He's like, I'm tired of you people. You guys are always up in my business. You guys are spying, blah, blah, blah. So he takes his fist and he punches the mother, Diane, square in the face. Oh no, oh no. Yep. So
0: it's time to take him out.
2: (laughs) Yep, so basically he punches her in the face. His girlfriend then then grabs out her knife that she had, a pocket knife, just in case, you know, because there's wilderness out there, right? She claims she she didn't have it for him, but probably she did. She pulls out her knife, right? Well, as she tries to go to stab Kevin, Kevin grabs a knife and pushes it into her stomach. So she hits the floor. Neighbors hear them screaming. Police and fire come. They go to investigate the incident. He's claiming self-defense. He's claiming that they were the aggressors. When the police go through all the evidence and they look at wh- how it went down, the bullet fragments, because he said he didn't even shoot his gun, but there was two bullet fragments there, or casings, and the knife—it didn't look like that she put. She, he's like, "Oh, she's she got crazy and stabbed herself." Oh yeah, okay. Because when I'm no, confronted, I stab oh, myself.
1: That's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> that's the
2: stupidest. <laughs> so. Uh, she, uh, it's, life, it's not life-threatening. She goes to the hospital, she gets stitches. It's, you know, went in, fortunately, only two to three inches. That, it didn't uh, make any kind of uh, um, serious cuts on her, so she was fine there.
0: So that, wait, uh, wait, going back a little bit, that was Danny's girlfriend who pulled out the knife?
2: Yes, it was Danny's girlfriend. Oh,
0: okay, okay, got
2: it. Yeah, so she's in the hospital, and um, she gets released the next day. Okay. Denny goes to pick her up. You know the mom is watching Gage. She has a huge gash on her forehead because he cut her open with his he cococed her. When, hey. they, when they approach <clears throat> when they approach the um, it's toward but it's about evening time this time. When they approach the front yard Denny pulls up in his driveway, guess who's on his driveway or on his own driveway? Danny uh, Kevin. Oh Kevin. Oh, Kevin, Kevin was arrested. But he was given a bail of $160,000, which his parents paid off. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So he made it home before um, before Denny's wife did from the hospital. So Denny was furious. And he told Johnny, he's like, you know what, dude? He's like, something's going to happen. I can feel it. Like, like." And then Johnny's like, man, he goes, just lock your doors, lock your windows, keep your gun handy. He goes, we're on our own. There there's this is the Hatfields and McCoys. so something's gonna go down. Yep. I believe it. I believe it. So uh, as this is all happening, um he gets he, he gets his guns taken away. He had uh, three AR fifteens, he had a couple nine millimeters, he had about six guns, all the ammunition taken away. Dang and somehow Damn. somehow um he gets his um uh his uh He gets his hand on an AR-15. Okay. It's two days later. Everyone's at school. Everyone's at work. Neighborhood's quiet. Uh, Linda, Johnny's wife, is is taking the car on February. Well, here comes a date. February thirteenth. February (laughs) thirteenth, two thousand seventeen. Um. I see your face. Man. You guys both know. So, uh, (laughs) Linda, Linda pulls, pulls up to the, uh, she just drops off her, her two sons or one of the sons. As he's exiting the vehicle, the other son is sitting next to her because she's got to take him to another school. The truck pulls up and it's Kevin. Kevin leans out the window with his AR-15 and shoots three times into Linda's vehicle. She, she shields her son she's hit and she can't breathe and blood is spewing out of her mouth as she tries to pull away she kind of goes up the curb and like crashes into a fence of the, the start of the school he takes off he just splits right
1: hit and so, run. So,
2: so then there was gunshots being heard all of a sudden a teacher that's on everyone it's like about lunch or it's in the morning there's everyone on the blacktop right this teacher now mind you it's a small school but there's about 120 students or so she, she starts to run out there yelling, like, get in class, get in class, there's a shooter. Get in class. She's yelling at all the kids. She's hurting all the kids. She gets another teacher to help her to get them into uh, the class. The, Gage then tells his teacher, um, Kevin killed my parents. He's now coming for me. You need to hide me. Please hide me. He's, gonna, he's coming for me. And... So the teacher takes the tables, the wooden tables, and puts them upright, like, like sort of like a shield on their side. And uh-huh. he, he instructs all the kids to get down behind those tables, facing the windows of the of the, the doors of the school. So his his class did that. The other classes just went in there, locked the doors, whatever, right?
0: Yeah.
2: All of a sudden, dude, Kevin rams his truck through the fences of the school, gets out, what? gets out of the dude. truck and starts marching around looking for Gage's class. As he's looking in the windows, he he sees the teacher and recognizes the teacher that is Gage's teacher. Gage's teacher is looking over the window and he sees him, he says his eyes look black, more like blacker than the night. You could, he looked empty. Dang. So Kevin then proceeds to pull out his AR-15 and start lighting up the classroom. Bullets are flying through the through the damn classroom. Wood's going everywhere. Kids are getting cut. A couple kids are shot. Dang. Oh my gosh. At this time though, at the same time that the teacher was hurting the kids, the principal had called the cops. So even though it's a small town, the word went out as far as, as uh, San Francisco that there was an active shooter, which San Francisco was about 60 miles away. The cops <laughs> sent everyone and their mama to that area as quickly as possible. Dang. Okay. So as he's running, as he's uh, shooting, Denny, who had dropped off his son Gage just 10 minutes prior, was at the gun- gas station hearing the gunshots. He immediately drove back to the school. When he got into the school, he saw Kevin still unloading the AR-15 and about to reload the the, the clip on the. Um, uh, no, it was actually the teacher. The teacher came out of the class. I'm sorry. My bad. It wasn't it wasn't Kevin. It was. Okay, I'm mixed up here. Johnny, okay. it was Johnny.
0: Johnny, all right, Johnny on the spot.
2: Johnny was, Johnny <laughs> was, yeah, Johnny was at the gas station. Let me just rephrase that. Cut out that other part. <laughs> okay. I got mixed up. Johnny was at the gas station. Linda's wife, or Linda's, uh, his wife is Linda, the first one that got shot. He, he pops in with his truck into the school parking lot as well. Sees Kevin's truck there. Sees him shooting up Gage's classroom, and starts yelling at him. He had no fear. You know, remember, this is an Iraqi veteran. He like yelled and said, hey, don't take it on the kids. Take it out on me. F you. And He's trying to get his attention. And finally, Kevin turns the gun towards him, goes to pull the trigger. Click, click. It's jammed. So he's not even. So then Johnny starts to charge him. Kevin, the pussy that he is, runs for his truck and then takes off. By this time, the cops have already closed in from both sides of the school and they ram his truck. They get into a five-minute standoff with him where Kevin pulls the trigger and ends his life. Wow. Wow. So that's not the end of the story. Really? Yeah. There's a twist. Oh, oh, I was
0: waiting uh, for
1: that. Wait,
0: wait, wait, before, before you get into it, did any kids get seriously hurt? Are you getting into that?
2: Life in life um, life uh, was not cut short as far as the kids were concerned. So, okay. they were like,
1: just, they were just like injuries, like grazes, and yeah, not such.
2: Yeah, they were, they were, they were, they were hit with shrapnel, and uh, one was shot with a bullet in the leg. The, I think the other one was shot in the arm, but they, they, nothing too bad.
1: Okay. Yeah,
2: and it was. They they said that the, the police said had it not been for the school teacher on the blacktop. Or the teacher, uh, Gage's teacher, in the classroom, put, putting up the uh, tables, there would have been hella casualties.
0: Yeah, I agree. Cause I'm about to say, Gage, well, quick thinking, man for for alerting everybody and, and letting them know, like, hey, he's coming after mm. me. Shield yourself. That's pretty smart.
1: Yep. Uh, good, quick thinking.
2: Yeah. So police, police, were also as they're handling the scene. There's cops coming from other jurisdictions. They see a car in the ditch, and there's two people shot in the head. So they they later on checked out the trajectory of Kevin's truck. On his way to the school, he just randomly shot into a car going the opposite direction, killing both occupants. Oh,
1: damn. Random?
2: Yeah, random. So Gage again went to the police when the police were handling everything, and he was telling them he came for me. He wanted to kill me. If he's coming for me, he killed my parents. They were like, look, we're going to go check on your parents. You know, we're going to go see what's going on, this and that. At the same time, they're finding out the carnage in front of the school, which is Linda, Johnny's wife, who was shot three times. She's in the ICU with a bullet um, bullets that shattered her femur uh, that uh, went through her liver and another one through her thigh. Ooh. She, she barely escaped uh, death twice in the ICU. Dang. She would later on to make a full recovery. So Johnny's wife and Linda, his her son that was in the car was not harmed as well. She shielded her her son and took the bullets for him. Um, Mother. Yep, that's motherly instinct. So yep. then as I, as I wrap this up, the cops go back to the house to check on Denny and his family to find Diane in the backyard, shot in the head, shot in the chest. The mother's dead. Um, they would also find um, Denny Shot six times in his driveway, dead. They would find uh, his girl uh, or his girlfriend. Luckily, was going to be at home at the at the day, but decided to go to the grocery store. She came back to also find the carnage. When they went next door to find out and to talk to Barbara, they couldn't find her. As they searched the house, they found some blood, and underneath one of the floorboards in the kitchen, her his body uh, her body was wrapped up. She was also shot in the head twice. He snapped. Yeah.
0: Wow. So police, police
2: believe that it happened in the opposite that I described it. That night when he argued with his wife, his wife told him he wanted to go, that she wanted to just leave this, you know, leave it alone. We'll leave. We'll move out. That hit a, it just, he didn't want to be told he was wrong, especially by his wife and he killed her tried to dispose of the body, then in the morning he killed Denny on his way to work, he killed the mom, uh, or, or when Denny came back from dropping off his son, he killed him and then he killed the mom, tried to kill the girlfriend but she wasn't there, and then shot two random people for the hell of it on the way to the school, then he was trying to eliminate Gage, the 10-year-old, but the quick thinking of the police and the teachers saved the kids.
0: So he killed his own girlfriend too? Yes, sir. Wow. Uh- he didn't care about human life.
2: No, he snapped.
1: So you just like, whoop, just gone. You
0: know what? The worst part
2: is, man, uh. he killed himself. Yeah, he got no... Uh, he, took, he took the coward's the way out. Yep. Yeah. And, the, and the last bit of uh, information on this case for right now, earlier in the show, I said that, um, that there was uh, legal action still going on. The families of Denny, Johnny... And the families of the two that were also murdered were um, were also uh, they're suing the city and the state because of negligence on the police for not handling it right, giving uh, too low of bail to Kevin to get out, and also uh, not monitoring the situation and taking things more seriously. So there's a good ch- it's in court right now. And there's a they're suing for 25 million. So there's a good chance they're gonna get it.
0: Ooh.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, that felt like true. they they took that's it. Way.
2: Yeah, go ahead, Renee.
1: Uh, I feel I feel like the cops are too
2: nonchalant about the whole thing. Yep, and didn't take it serious. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, first of all, like you said, the bail was too too low. You clearly know he's he comes from money, buying all that ammunition. Because, like you said, AR-15 rounds are not cheap. And you know, I, I wouldn't even post or put up a bail for someone like that. You. you They should have ran his test to see if he was
2: bipolar or something or a mental, mental issue. I
1: felt like something was off with that guy.
2: You know, I didn't didn't think about that. So those are two good points you guys brought up right now. And and the other thing is too, um, you know, this is the second story we've done on this show where the parents have bailed out a suspect for the suspect just to go out and and commit worse crime. And I wonder if these, I wonder if these parents feel the same way as the other story went. They feel a lot of regret. Uh, probably say it didn't have.
0: I didn't have anything to do with it. I can't. You know, I, I'm not responsible for his actions.
2: Yeah. Unfortunately. Probably not. The saddest part of this case, amongst the five people that lost their lives, because I'm not counting Kevin. He was a sixth casualty. The saddest part about this is, if you go on the Wikipedia of the town, that's all they talk about is this case. That's their entire wow. history. And then, <laughs> even worse, even worse, Gage. The young ten-year-old at the time in 2017 um, is basically left in, I believe, foster care because uh, there's no My other family. Sister. Yeah, no other family that could take care of him. Um, that's why I think um, family from another part or something is suing on his behalf to give him a trust fund for when he grows up. But you know, mm-hmm. remember he lost his biological mother. Um, you know, in, you know, in a car accident. And now he lost his biological father and his grandmother. Wow. Yeah, nobody. Yep. Oh,
1: man. so sorry See, for
2: that kid.
0: Johnny, Johnny had the right idea, man. Or was it, was it Danny? One of them when they said, hey, man, we're on our own. We're going to take care of this on our own. They should have yeah. took care of
2: it sooner, man. That's true, man. That's true. I mean, to be honest with me, if or to be honest with you, like you say, for instance, you know, you're living in a neighborhood like that, and your wife gets shot or even assaulted, like slapped by the neighbor. I mean, gloves are off, dude. I mean, if I see you, I'm a beacher, you know what? And oh, yeah, okay. oh, yeah, his girl was stabbed. I'm surprised he didn't try to do retribution. Like, to hell with it, you know, go for it.
0: I'm saying, like, because you know, he's got deadly force in his repertoire because he already struck your mother, punched her, shot at them. Yeah, man, you know you're gonna have to take this man out
1: you're gonna take you're and take i know you told, you would have
0: took him out very secretly and, and nobody till this day would have found him there would have been no dna evidence anywhere
2: dude. <laughs> he would have cleaned up he would have cleaned out everything <laughs> oh so why does this house smell like pine salt oh i don't know
0: as as you know about true crime, i never forget what you told me. You said, man, Matt, I'll tell you right now, I know five different ways to get rid of a body." <laughs> and I ain't a and I, you know what? I believe you. I, that's why I never mess with
2: you. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's the case. What did you guys think? Any final thoughts?
0: You know what? Final thought is, you know, it, it sucks that he took out, what, five people? Two, yep. of the, the, two randoms. Danny, his... his, his his mother, his own girlfriend. I'm. It sucks that five people had to lose their life when clearly you got someone who's not in their right mind. Yeah. That the police didn't take care of it and take it more serious. Like you said, Renee, they were kind of just passive about it. They should have took it a little more serious. Probably had him on a, you know, house arrest if they wanted to bail him out, have him on house arrest, or having someone monitoring him. But um, mm-hmm. you know, and it also sucks that. that he took his own life the injustice.
1: So. Great point. You, Renee? Yeah, like that, a lot of Matt, he said kind of the same thing what I was thinking. You know, like, at the beginning of the story, I thought it was the story that I kind of, I was thinking that you already knew, like, uh, about, it was about two neighbors, when you when you said it was the neighbors. Mm-hmm. It was I think when I was back with the old house, we were watching that first 48, or, I don't know if it was first 48 or something it was about neighbors, and the it was like some older guy
2: oh okay you thought it was
1: that oh man huh. i thought it was that i was like wait wait okay then it was somebody somebody else then <laughs>
2: that's a t- totally unrelated case man that did not get much pub for a school shooting you know yeah I, mean? I
0: know man like right you would think got a, a lot of uh publicity for being a school shooting one thing i will yeah. say i did not expect this to turn out that way i'm with renee i thought it was going to be another case of you know two neighbors you know, going at it and want to get killed, I did not see it going this way. So, yeah. yeah. Good story. Good plot good twist.
1: That was a good twist. That oh, was, you. twist. There was your you. twist right there. That was my uh, twist. <laughs> good twist. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Todd's, it's Todd's weekly twist. <laughs>
0: that was a good one, Todd. Thank you, sir.
1: Thank good, you. Good, one? good good one. Thank you.
0: So. <laughs> well, that was this week's uh, episode of True Crime, the True Crime Podcast. a uh, Grinding True Crime Podcast. Sorry about that. Uh This was a good story. Definitely help, helps you to see that you never know who you're living next to. So if somebody tell you "leave me alone," simply just leave them alone. Don't worry about being neighborly. Don't worry about, about being friendly. Just quietly mind your business and let them be. So uh, yep. that, that was a, a nugget for this story. But uh, <laughs> doesn't mean that they should kill you. But That's true. <laughs> <laughs> just, just leave. Just leave people alone. You, you mm-hmm. may have a good day so but um
1: <laughs> mind your business right
0: yeah, yeah business, right, yep. For real. but um if you guys want to hear any more of a uh, true crime podcast just follow us on the iHeartRadio, spotify or poppy and look us up on the grindy true crime you can find us there or listen to us every week you can catch us here yes sir so yes sir this has been another episode, and we're signing off. This is your boy Matty Matt, with the narrator, fox and our <laughs> third host of the show,
1: and Big Renee,
0: Big Renee, just signing out, and we are signing out. You guys have a good one.
1: Later, later, hey.